With accusations of a rigged election continuing to run rampant, more states are setting out to prove their election results are legitimate. Hear how Georgia Governor Brian Kemp is hoping to ensure that only legal ballots were cast in his state through the use of specially trained hogs that can root out voter fraud. From the Onion and Onion Public Radio, this is The Topical. I'm Leslie Price, and I demand a recount of all of yesterday's news. My wish is my command. Stay with us. Do you ever wonder how celebrities order food? Like, is Sarah Paulson a Diet Coke or a regular Coke girlie? Some peasant Coke? No. Or how does Sofia Vergara order a pizza? No, no, no tomatoes. I cannot eat tomatoes. tomatoes? Are you killed mushrooms? Not really. (laughs) If these are the details you need, and I know you do, I have the podcast for you. I'm Jesse Tyler Ferguson, and on my podcast, Dinners on Me, I take some notable friends of mine out to dinners in Los Angeles and New York City. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. That thing was delicious. What is it, girl? Do you smell something? Come on now, bubblegum. Show Papa where the fraud is. What you're hearing is the sound of the latest cutting-edge advancements in election security. After the recent hand count of Georgia's 2020 ballots failed to uncover any evidence of electoral misconduct, Governor Brian Kemp unveiled a herd of specially trained hogs capable of rooting out voter fraud in the hopes that they'll be able to detect something that humans can't. Joining us now with more is OPR political swine correspondent Dirk Mullins, who's going to fill us in on the rollout of this groundbreaking new technology. Thanks for joining us, Dirk. Of course, Leslie. So tell me, how exactly are these pigs able to uncover electoral tampering? Well, Leslie, domestic American pigs have a highly precise sense of smell, and this group has been trained over the course of six months by handlers to utilize their incredible snouts to identify fraudulent ballots. Wow, who knew our porcine brothers and sisters could help us out like this? But just how much of an improvement are these porkers over existing methods of enforcing electoral security. They are a huge leap forward, according to the governor's office. These hogs' olfactory receptors are 2,000 times more sensitive than the average poll observers, and they can use them to detect the scent of a forged signature or a duplicate ballot, even if it's buried under five feet of mud. That's incredible. Imagine being able to smell like that. Now, Dirk, did you manage to get a look at these hogs in action? Oh, you bet I did, Leslie. I got to spend some time with Cooter Dill, a hog handler that's been appointed by the governor's office as part of the initiative. And he took me out on a surveying expedition with a member of his team. Right here, we got Duchess. She's a Berkshire black hog. She's a good girl. Can pick up the scent of an illegal ballot cast from a non-citizen from up to 10 miles away. And on top of that, she's completely immune to hackers. Hell, I'd like to see some fancy computer man try to wrangle old Dutchie. Whoa, whoa, easy there, girl. You'll get your slop. Wow, and are there any drawbacks to using these hogs over more quantitative, data-driven modes of fraud detection? Not much. Sure, they can get real mean when they're in heat. And yes, sometimes they'll start eating the ballots. But hey, that's the price you have to pay for democracy. Hey, hey, easy there. No biting. Ooh, she sounds like a live one. Now tell me, Dirk, have these hogs detected any evidence of fraud thus far? Well, Leslie, while I was with Cooter, they thought they came very close to uncovering something. Take a listen. What is it, girl? You found something? Hey, everybody, come look! Oh, wait. 
Never mind. It turned out the hog just found some old Chinese food, though, which means in the two weeks these hogs have been in commission, they've officially detected zero reported instances of fraud. The governor's office is now rumored to be training some dolphins for similar fraud detection purposes in the hopes that the sea creatures will be able to see things the hogs can't by using their powers of echolocation. We truly are dumber than the animals, and this only further proves it. Thank you, Dirk. That's OPR's Dirk Mullins. Back in a moment. Lucky for you, I just roped myself three more pieces of news, and they are a-squealin'. So here's what else you need to know today. The Department of Justice continues its investigation into a potential presidential pardon bribery scheme, announcing today that the department vows to prosecute any pay-for-pardon offers that are trying to lowball the president. Attorney General William Barr did not mince words today at a press conference, demanding that offers should start no lower than $500,000 and that anyone unwilling to pay that price would face justice, especially current Trump cabinet and family members. And in international news, concerns over the potential for a nuclear-capable Iranian state are growing today after a suspicious periodic table poster was spotted hanging from a wall inside a high school in Tehran. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo is calling for a full-scale preemptive assault on the high school after learning the building contained a separate room in which Iranian youths are allegedly preparing for combat by doing push-ups, climbing ropes, and running relay races. Hard to see how we even let it get to this point. And finally, some concerning news for President-elect Joe Biden, as his doctors are reportedly growing increasingly concerned today, as the hairline fracture in Biden's foot is said to be spreading throughout his entire skeleton. After finding small breaks in all of the other 205 bones inside the former vice president's body, Biden's doctors plan to place him in a six-foot-tall protective boot for the next eight to ten weeks as a precaution. And that's the Topical for today. I'm Leslie Price. If you enjoyed today's episode, then why not subscribe to the Topical under the name of someone who's deceased? You can do so wherever they used to get their podcast, and it could help double, even triple our listenership, depending on how many dead people you know. And don't forget to tune in to tomorrow's episode of the Topical, where we'll sit down with a COVID denier who's really struggling to protest his state's absolutely incoherent coronavirus policies that are constantly changing. And I know exactly how he feels. I still have no idea if I'm allowed to eat inside my gym right now. Anyway, we'll try and get to the bottom of it tomorrow on The Topical. 